Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy joining you on Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins says Inside Sports coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. He will join us for a crossover at about 6.48.49. We will tell you at... 634 at Edmonton, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Get their new Canadian Club sandwich at Royal Pizza. With chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato, visit royalpizza.ca where the stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Of course, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Kellen, just give me the verbal cue. Have we... Uh, we're ready to go. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, I'm at the Rookie Tournament in Penticton. I believe our next guest may be in either, was it Grand Cash or Lac La Biche as we uh, hook up with Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager, Kurt Hill. Kurt, how you doing? Doing good, Bob. Yeah, Grand Cash it is. Uh, and you got a couple, uh, what do you got left? Two final preseason games? Yeah, we got two games up here this weekend against uh, Prince George. We play here uh, tomorrow night and then Sunday afternoon, and then head back and uh, gear up for the start of the regular season. All right, you're coming off a tough year after you know basically three really good seasons in a row. Probably got ripped off a bit during the pandemic year in 2021. You guys uh, had a really deep team that year, won the Alberta Division. But there was no uh, Western League championship played for. In 2022, you won the WHL title, beating Seattle. And then uh, a tough campaign last year. I guess one of the questions I have for you right now is, uh, obviously, you're hoping for a better season. But th- this time of the year is difficult to assess talent. Because I think you have, do you have three players that are away at NHL camps right now? Yeah, we have three players that left on Monday. Yeah, Lajoie, Port, and Pilling all left for their NHL camps. So those guys, uh, you know, Lajoie is a 20-year-old D-man, the son of uh, Serge Lajoie, who was a head coach of the Kamloops Blazers and won Alberta's last national championship in 2018 as uh, when he was filling in for uh, Ian Herbers at that time. That's Mark Lajoie, his son. Uh, Wojtek Port, the kid that you got over from uh, – he ended up getting drafted last year, did he not? Yeah, he did sixth round uh, by Anaheim. 
Okay, so he's off at their camp. Uh, so you're down, you're down on three bodies, and I, I'm wondering, have you already absorbed some, some nicks along the way with some injuries that are going to perhaps even make it a little bit more difficult? Uh, you know, I, it's about assessment, obviously, in preseason, but after you're coming off a 10-win season, goes without saying that you're trying to establish a little bit of a winning culture again. Yeah, certainly, and it was nice to you know get the split last week, and we played really good uh, the game in Enoch against Calgary, and they scored late, and then uh, you know the guys credit to them bounced back the next night in Red Deer. But you know this year it's a little different. I, I find it's a little maybe a little easier to evaluate. Like I mean, in the, the previous years we've had upwards of ten guys going to NHL camps, which made it made it very difficult to to really understand where your team is. But this year, you know those guys that are fighting for you know your depth spots in the lineup so you know they've been we've had a good opportunity to see them in camp and in these exhibition games and we'll we'll see them here again this weekend and and you know get a real good feel on where we're going to go here to start the year you know it's interesting because as, as i watched the kids on the ice today in penticton because the order rookies skated at about uh 2:15 edmonton time it dawned on me that some of the guys at major junior have already played preseason games you know, yeah, they've already had two or three, you know, and, and so maybe they have a little bit of an advantage as a result. Have, is it too early for you to tell who's, or, or can you kind of look at on paper who's, you know, who's got real good groups of 18 and 19 year olds who might be the, the powers in the Western Hockey League this year? You know, I think it, it I think certainly this year it's, there's definitely it's it's tighter like there's no true powerhouse i don't think coming out of the gates where you know one or two moves you know they're they're going to be real hard to beat like this year it's a lot tighter i think there's some strong teams on each side um in the western conference i think portland and prince george are both set up real well and you know here on the east saskatoon should be good again uh, moose jaw and red deer look like they're going to have strong teams so um you know that's just all on paper and we'll see we'll kind of see where teams start to start to go once the puck drops and you know there's going to be somebody out there one or two teams that are going to overachieve and and be in the mix probably come deadline time to add some big pieces you uh you have had the number one pick in the uh american in the american draft and uh Vern fiddler's son ended up being a top pick for you is a right shot d you know i love right shot centers and right shot defense especially when they're six two six three those for me are the magic unicorns in hockey what have you seen out of uh, uh Vern's son so far he was really good last weekend in both games, real composed for, you know, his first two games. I know that's just exhibition, but his first two Western League exhibition games, he scored a nice goal, uh, the game in Calgary. And, you know, the thing that's impressed me the most about him here early on is his ability to, to defend well, close gaps. I mean, I, I know he's got a bit, some offensive flair to his game, but, you know, um, as a young D-man, to, to gain confidence in your coaching staff, he's going to be able going to need to be able to defend. And um, I thought he did a really good job with that last week. And so he's definitely on uh, on a good trajectory here. Anybody else stand out uh, early in training camp and through the first few exhibition games for you? Well, Licky, Licky played really well in the game last weekend, so that was great to see. Uh, he scored a really nice goal. Uh, Jekko, I thought, uh, our new import, played well his uh, for his first game in Red Deer. Um, you know, so those guys both really made some big strides. And, you know, I liked our young D, like Fiddler in that mix. Um, Reese Peterson, Parker Alcos, and um, Ethan McKenzie, three 17-year-old D we had, all played great last weekend as well. So really happy with uh, the young guys. Kurt Hill is the president and the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Kurt, when does the regular season get started? 
we play next Friday in Red Deer and then uh, looking forward to our home opener next Saturday, uh, Rogers Place. So um, hoping for a big crowd there to, to help our guys get off to a good start. Kurt, we'll uh, talk to you uh, before that game. Thank you for joining us in Oilers now. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. 641 in Edmonton, Farmer Ed has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, is there still some fresh fruit on the trees out in Penticton? Seeing as I'm busy in the combine, perhaps you could pick me a basketball. That comes to us from Farmer Ed. Yeah, I don't see that happen, just to, just to set the record straight. 641 in Edmonton, when we come back, we're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott and Reed Wilkins. You're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you at the Young Stars Tournament in Penticton, British Columbia. Bob Stoffer and Penticton, back of the 630 Chad Studios in Edmonton, are Brendan Escott and Reed Wilkins. Uh, we're going to bring Reed in at this time from Inside Sports. Reed, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing quite well, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm just trying to recall how many of the. I know you were here one for sure. I remember that. How many times did you end up in uh, Penticton for this tournament? Uh. Probably five or six, I think. Oh, you did go to that many, eh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Darnell, Leon, Connor, uh, and then at least a couple others. There there was one well, year. Army, that, and I, there yeah, was one pre-pandemic one with, uh, year. Too. What's that? Yeah, there was, uh, the tournament went until 2017, and then there was no tournament in 1819. And then obviously we had the pandemic in 20 and 21, and then it started again last year. Right, so I didn't go last year. So I went 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So yes, five. Five in a row. Do you, what, what stood out the most for you at the event over the years? You, you know what, Bob? I don't know if you're expecting this answer, though I have talked to you about it probably off air, is how nice that rink is for a junior A rink. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that's my lasting memory of that uh just in terms of, of of something i would always go back to and of course i covered junior a hockey for seven years in lloyd minster i, I didn't travel a ton but i know what those rinks are like <laughs> in general i think grand prairie and fort mac are a little more like that in terms of having kind of oh, a more a, nice a bowl rink. but yeah. yeah i mean that's and and i guess as someone who who covered senior triple a hockey quite a bit too and the lloyd border kings that would have been a great place to have the Allen Cup. I don't think it ever was there. I don't know what the senior presence was like there. But the the rink stood out. I, I, I One thing I remember is, uh, was it Vertanen that hit McDavid? Yes. We've and not McD- talked about it on <laughs> yeah. today's show. Right. Yeah. So I, I remember that. I, I mean, I remember Leon was... Uh, was outstanding. So Connor only played one game. I remember Leon was uh, outstanding at his tournament, and even though that still wasn't a glimpse of what we were going to see in the NHL, it was the the passing that stood out. Uh, in it. And you know who? If, if I had to, okay, here's the thing: when you go to those tournaments, you know who the high picks are, and you know that McDavid is McDavid. But in terms of a, of an individual performance in a single tournament, you know who I think had the best one that I've seen there. Nick Ehlers. Do you remember yeah. him for Winnipeg that yeah. year? Yeah, 2014 he, he was Winnipeg. He was outstanding. He was excellent. Yeah. So there's a couple Kyle memories. Platzer looked pretty good in this tournament a couple of years in a row as well. We're going to bring in Brendan Escott. Brendan, when you did the Sherwood Park Crusaders, did you just do home games or were you traveling with them as well? 
The, I saw a couple other barns, uh, but I was just doing the home games. I've been to Camrose. I really enjoyed that rink. That's a nice one. Yeah, they got a nice rink. Um, but uh, off the top of my head, no, I didn't. Oh, Fort McMurray is another place I've called a game, and uh, that's that's a little bit tighter, but as far as the production that they put on there, there's a lot that goes into it. It's quite nice. Grand Prairie's got a nice arena. I mean, that's a pretty good... I wonder whether or not, and I'm serious about this, and it, I mean, it's four and a half hours from Edmonton, but I, I mean, there's 75,000 people there. I wonder whether or not in 10 years from now we're looking at a WHL team there instead of in Swift Current or in Moose Jaw. Like, it just... Or Prince Albert. Like, it just... To me, you know, they've, they've got the financial wherewithal in that community. They got... A, now... Moose Jaw no longer has the crush can. They got a nice new arena. We'll have to wait and see. All right, so uh, I'm going to put you both on the spot. So you can't pick Xavier Borgo. We talked a little about this. Is there a secondary prospect, Reed Wilkins, you got your sort of ears and eyes on uh, from the rookie tournament this week for the Oilers? I got to pick. I got to narrow it down to one. Okay, give me two. Okay. <laughs> Um, I would probably say I'm going to go both forwards. And okay. I mean, you're right, Bob. Borgo is the, the first one because, I mean, everybody else is round. There's not even a second rounder here, right? Right. So, yeah. I mean, oh, sorry. Uh, Aki, I guess. A- Aki would be a second rounder. Um, I would go Petrov and Tulio, I think. Like, is is there maybe something there, you know, somebody that can develop up front and become a third line player, you know, or or just challenge for minutes and prove that they can snipe a little bit and and skate? That the, the, to me, to me, Petrov, uh, sixth rounder, what he's twenty. Uh, Tulio, well, he he's he's even older now. He's twenty one. Like, is something going to develop there? I, I know the Bakersfield numbers were pretty modest last year for Tulio, but I, I know he's had some good flashes along the way. So, is that a player that you know, a homegrown player who could contribute, play in the minors a little bit more, and then be comfortable enough that when he is needed, he he comes in and he doesn't look like. Uh, a guy in his first NHL game that he knows how to be a pro if he's ever needed. I, I would. I mean, Savoy's got the local angle, right? Um, fourth round he, pick. He I looks. Guess. He looks a lot better already this year than he did last year at this time. Like he's again far be it for a two hundred and forty something pound broadcaster to comment on the body composition of a twenty one year old guy, but he looks like he's in pretty good shape. And you know who saw a lot of Carter Savoy read is Brendan Escott. Brendan, you know, from your own sort of, you know, and I've asked you this before, but that's a guy I'm sure you're looking at from uh, the Oilers rookies. 100%. He's a guy whose natural goal-scoring ability has been on full display, at least since I've had eyes on him when he was a 16-year-old kid, and certainly the buzz around him as a prospect, even before he came into the Crusaders organization. Uh, he and, and uh, Michael Benning there, that was that was franchise-altering for a couple of seasons there in Sherwood Park, and now that he's gone on to maturing through the Denver program and a couple of years in the American Hockey League, it's time for more traction. And uh, I, I really want to see what he can do a couple of years older. He's been through this experience now a couple of times. And again, like there's nobody that I've seen for his age group, not in the NHL, but for his age group, he scored goals easier than anybody else I've ever watched play hockey. Just a heavy, heavy, heavy shot for somebody who's only, what, 5'10", 
10, I think he checks in at. So certainly there. But Reed mentioned uh, Matvey Petrov as well. That's that's where um, I'm also a little bit excited. Lower draft pick, but back-to-back 90-point seasons in the OHL with North Bay and 22 points in 20 playoff games as well. So it'll be his first year in the American League if he if he uh, cracks that squad, I guess, or he's going to. So there you go. Yeah, he he had a he had a I think a wrist injury this past season, so his goal scoring dropped a little bit. That played a factor momentarily. Reed will set up inside sports, but at this time, we at six fifty one in Edmonton are going to go to the Stan Oilers history for New West travel. Again, you can join us on the four night Nashville road trip. You can fly nonstop with Flair Airlines and watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. You can reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. We're going to close this probably in the next four or five days. Here's Brendan Escott. Pretty uh, pretty good opening class for the Edmonton Oilers as an NHL team. They signed undrafted free agent defenseman Charlie Huddy on this day in 1979. Wow. He went on to win five Stanley Cups as a member of the Oilers, one of only seven players to do so, would ultimately return to Edmonton to coach from 2000 through 2009. I yeah, wonder Charlie if... Huddy, uh, yeah, I mean, he's... You're talking about a guy that's 11th all-time in games played for the Oilers. And uh, guess who's fourth all-time in plus-minus, Charlie Huddy? He's second all-time in plus-minus in the playoffs for the Oilers. Plus 245, and he won the Emory Edge Award, uh, Brendan, his first year, or the first year of the award for the best plus-minus in the NHL when we sort of first started going down that path. So that's a real interesting note there. Brendan Escott's got countdown to the kickoff tomorrow night. We'll tease on that, but we're going to uh, uh, bring Reed Wilkins back in. Bob, Reed, what do you got, Shake? Can Sorry, I just I quickly say, and, and I know you're on the uh, selection committee. I am not, so I'm not trying to steer you yeah. or anything, but uh, is it two more members of the Oilers Hall of Fame are going to yes. be selected in the coming weeks? Yes. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to do it, Bob. I'm, I, I have strongly assumed someone is going to put Charlie Huddy's name forward. It wouldn't surprise me if he's uh, part of the yeah, second class a, that's here. A strong, that's a strong assumption. Thank you. <laughs> you're warm. All right. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still wonder about John Muckler. I know he's left us, but he did win a Stanley Cup as a head, as a head coach. Not just as the yeah, assistant. I think at this stage the 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 process is more geared towards players. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but you may see at some point an alteration on that. Uh, I don't want to speak too much about the group, okay, um, or speak for the group. Uh, obviously, uh, Chris Joseph sort of heads that up, and uh, the media that are involved: Terry Jones, uh, Jim Matheson, Jason Greger, myself, um, and Louis DeBrusque. Louis is on that committee as well. So those are some of the people that are, we've got Shannon Zavados as, as part of it, uh, you know, Willie, uh, Chief uh, Willie Littlechild. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening here. But I, I'm with you. It's hard to ignore Huddy's contribution. I mean, he was a really subtle, understated 2-3 NHL defenseman for a decade on one of the greatest dynasties of all time. All right, Reed. Okay. You have inside sports shaking tonight. What's going on? Well, uh, a young man we call Mooner is going to be on the show. Uh, oh. Dave Dave Campbell is going to check in from Regina, and uh, we'll keep an eye on the Eagles and the Vikings as well, buddy. All right, I'm watching that game right now, and Jalen Hurts, who was the MVP last year, is just killing me through the first uh, five quarters of the season right now. And I, I, I started Hurts over <laughs> Tua last week, and Tua passed for 450 yards and three touchdowns. So on my all-Alabama team, 
Uh, Brendan Escott's good to go tomorrow with the countdown to the kickoff show. I know, Brendan, you probably had a chance, a little bit of a sit-down with any of the Elks players as they head into that big game coming up with the Riders. Well, I tell you what, we're going to hear from Dean Faithful in a, in a longer-form fashion, and we're going to hear about the experiences parents had uh, overseas taking in the game-winning kick against Calgary in the, in the walk-off. So we'll hear from the jolly old Englishman uh, on the uh, countdown show. All right, uh, so countdown to uh, the kickoff is tomorrow at 6. We'll have an hour of Oilers now. I will be in the building as the first period of the Edmonton-Winnipeg rookie game is getting played. Our guests on tomorrow's show will have a sit-down, five-minute conversation with Xavier Borgo. And for the horses and horse racing Alberta Live, standard bed racing Fridays and Saturdays out at Century Mile. Frank Saravelli will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Special thanks to Kellen Kennedy, Brendan Escott, Reed Wilkins for helping us out. Stay tuned up next on 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. So long from Penticton.